Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky to the Magic Kingdom. We're now leaving the land of fantasy and entering the world of the future, Tomorrowland. <laughs> Here. We entered a contest. Yeah, we lost. <laughs> we know what our goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled. W Radio, your information station. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show. Your Walt Disney World Information Station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 296 for the week of October 13th, 2012. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic to wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts, events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, CDs, and much more. You can find it all over at www.radio.com. So I want to introduce you to what may be a new type of dining experience for you in Walt Disney World. And while we traditionally think of breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the parks, resorts, and other dining locations, this week we're going to do a live restaurant review, not in a restaurant. Because one of my favorite ways and locations to dine in is late night in the lounges across Walt Disney World property. Did you know that most of the lounges have a great appetizer menu with items you can't normally find anywhere else? Well, this week, I'm going to share one of those experiences with you as we recorded live from the Territory Lounge at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. We'll sample the menu, all of it, and talk about how and why this is a great way to enjoy the food, the company, and the locations in Walt Disney World. See how well you did on last week's challenge and then answer the Walt Disney World trivia question of the week for your chance to win a Disney prize package. I'll then have some announcements at the end of the show, including information about a new contest, upcoming events, and live broadcasts. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. For me and for a lot of people, I think Walt Disney World is all about overlooked experiences. Things that you may miss and not be able to see or do beyond the attractions or shows, whether it's in the parks or throughout the resorts or even some of the places that may be somewhat off the radar. And we talk about things like character experiences or things to do or add-on type experiences. And you know, obviously, I love talking about dining at Walt Disney World, and you might not realize that I think there are some things that are sort of overlooked dining experiences. And they might not necessarily be places to eat or things to eat, but where and when to actually do it. And in the past, we've done a lot of different dining reviews at uh, resort restaurants and theme park restaurants. 
We've done quick service and counter service and, and table service restaurants. But tonight I want to do something a little bit different because one of the things I love doing, especially as like I am tonight, joined with friends, is uh, after a night at the parks, going somewhere and relaxing at the end of the day. And when you think about doing things like that, you think about going to the boardwalk or to downtown Disney. Well, tonight we're going to do somewhat of a little bit different dining review. And it's not in a restaurant per se, because one of the things I want to introduce you to that you may not have thought about before is sort of late night dining at resort lounges. And tonight we are actually in the Territory Lounge over at Disney's Wilderness Lodge, one of my favorite incredibly well-themed resorts. And I am joined once again by friends around the round slash square table. And the first is Glenn Whalen from Pretty Good Movie Ride and Googlein. WDW Radio. W, w, wait, try that again. Google in WDW. Lou, thanks for having me. Great to be here. If I'm eating, chances are you will be at my side. Uh, also joining me again is Scott Otis from Otisburg. Hello, my name is Scott Otis, and I like national parks. And you do not like cheese, so you bring a very unique element to the discussion. <laughs> Speaking of bringing a unique new perspective to the conversation tonight is a new person joining us around the dining table, but I am thrilled to have her longtime friend, longtime blogger over at Zanaland. She is Susanna DeMarzo. You are going to bring, again, I think, not only just a female perspective, but some other different unique perspectives as well, too. So welcome to Territory Lounge. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. So, Glenn, this is something that we've been doing a lot. Like, we like sort of at night after night uh, in the parks, we like going to some of the different resorts. And we've talked about some great experiences that we've had just sort of winding down at places like, and, and this is certainly something we're going to do in the future, like Sanaa right. over at Kidani Village over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. And it's one of those places that we go late at night. You go to the bar not to have drinks or not to have cocktails, but for the appetizers. And so let, let's talk a little bit about the idea of that type of late night dining in general. Well, it's we're recording this at 11 o'clock at night, and we've shown up here. We get the experience of being inside of a wonderful wilderness lodge. The theming is phenomenal in here. I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit. We get to sit around. It's quiet. There's not that many people in here. We order from a menu, and we're waiting on food. And there's nobody else is ordering food here. So we're, we're about to eat pretty much. You know, we're, It's at our beck and call, I guess. I don't know. And we did this uh, a couple of months ago. Maybe nine of us went to... Sanaa one night. It was probably about the same time, 11 o'clock at night, because all the lounges closed for the most part, I think, at midnight. And the restaurant is empty because I think people after 9 o'clock just sort of, it becomes off their radar. And now it becomes the bar or a lounge. And if you're not a drinker, you don't think about it. But we went and we had a blast because the restaurant and the bar was completely empty except for us and the bartender and the (laughs) chef in the kitchen. And we ordered like samples of everything off the menu as well as desserts as well as coffees and teas which were like the snack and it was such a good different type of experience that's right yeah they they have a really good menu here that's kind of like samples from uh, the dinner menu but uh, the you get some really phenomenal meals here and you don't have to eat a, a whole lot just enough but it's it's wonderful 
I, I don't agree with that. The part about not eating a lot. You do have to eat a lot. Yeah, listen, we we actually restrained ourselves tonight. But we. But Susanna, so you, you've been coming to Disney World for a long time. You're a local now. Um, is this something that you have done before, or is the whole idea of late-night dining in the lounges at the resorts something maybe you hadn't thought about doing? I actually hadn't. I had no idea that you could even you get food. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's usually difficult for me to escape with, you know, the three children I have at home. This late Duct tape. Night. Duct tape on yeah. the couch works wonders. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to go out and get some of that. But this is, yeah, it's super exciting. I had no idea. And it's not like you're just coming here and getting, you know, like nachos or something. They have really unique items, and I can't wait to try stuff. Yeah, and to that point, so Scott, you, you were saying that, you know, a lot of times you can come here... And you think of bar food as being the nachos and the chicken fingers, and some of the some of the bars have that. Some of the bars also have food which may be taken from the menus from nearby restaurants. Sanaa is very much that case, and we like, especially Glenn and Scott, when we go out, we like getting a bunch of appetizers and sharing it sort of family style. And being able to get those appetizers like the naan bread and the, the lamb kefka meatballs and the samosas and you know, we just have, and it really is, you know, food is, is best enjoyed when it, and when it, <laughs> yeah, it's, but it, it really, food tastes better when it's shared among friends. But here at Territory Lounge, it's actually very different. This menu is not about nachos. It's not about chicken fingers and, and sliders. In fact, the item, the menus on the, the items on the menu, I really haven't had anything to drink other than iced tea. The items on the menu are things you cannot find at Artist Point or Roaring Forks. So, for example, the bar menus and the different lounges or the lounge menus, the drink menus are standard across all the different lounges. So as you go through, you'll find different wines, you'll find different cocktails and beers, and they all remain the same throughout. However, in the front end or the back of the menu, you, uh, you will find the appetizer menu. So here there's seven items. And when you think of Wilderness Lodge, chances are you think of... Um, Whispering Canyon and you think of giant skillets of meat and cornbread. But here, it's completely different. So I want to just go through some of the items to give you a sense of what you can have when you come here. So the first thing is a Northwest charcuterie with artisan cheese platter with mustard and sweet pickles. It's it's $13. But she talked about not just the types of uh, like Italian-style sausages, but you talk about things that include venison. And our server is just bringing along the first of the 15 different things that we've ordered tonight. And Glenn has just lost his train of thought because he's saying nothing but wow, wow. Oh, my God. The tough way only in the Smith Blow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> now you're coming at place to come lollipops and everything else should be coming right out. Do you Thank want me you. to get a second table bag? So you're not so cluttered? <laughs> so she, we've ordered so much food for the four of us that she's bringing over a second table. <laughs> the cart of food. So let me get back to the menu again. Uh, in addition to the different cheese that they have, she talked about, right, it was like a venison mm-hmm. smoked sausage and a number of different things that does very much have that northwest type feel to it. Yes, and uh, 
they're, they're in front of us right now, <laughs> and it looks awesome. Uh, All right, wait, I'll just keep on going. You just keep looking at the food. So next, and this is one of the things that we ordered, is a sharp cheddar beef fondue with pretzel sticks, house-made sourdough, Washington State apples, and figs. That's only $11, and again, it's a great sort of shareable type of plate. The next one, totally off the radar here, it's a tagarashi spiced tuna tataki with wakame salad and soy sauce. So it's very much that sort of Pacific Rim, Asian-style thing that you wouldn't expect when you come to Wilderness Lodge, although, again, it is on sort of the, the Pacific coast, so yeah. it makes sense to have this type of food here. And she just brought out the pretzel, oh <laughs> the pretzel bread and the cheese fondue. Oh, wow. Uh, oh. Uh, 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 yeah. I think we need to start doing videos of these. <laughs> oh, and look at how cool this is. Uh, wow. So, yeah, so was spiced tuna tataki right. something you ever would have expected coming to Wilderness Lodge? Uh, definitely not. No, I had no idea that any of this was going on over here. So, <laughs> the fondue pot is extremely hot. So please do not knock it off the base. I don't know why we have to say that. <laughs> wow. So here's your pretzel and sourdough for your fondue. These are your <clears throat> Asian style pork steam buns. These wow. are one of my favorites, as long as or as well as the chicken lollipops. Oh. So enjoy. Did you hear your dips? No, but you can say that. We have the huckleberry honey, the truffle aioli, and the smoked blue that go with your chips. So if you need anything at all, just yell. Will do. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. So, why don't you finish talking about the things that we didn't order? Right. I am so excited. (laughs) All right. So, we, as hungry as we are, and maybe I'm starting to think that we might have to order just to be full coverage. The tuna tataki, um, something Asian like that you don't think of when you come yeah. to, to, to Wilma's Lodge. Right. But, and obviously, I bet it's going to be a really nice... Now, they did specify that it's, it's, it's probably not something to share. That would be something that would be designed for one person. Whereas almost everything else we did order, we did order with sharing in mind. So, uh, but the tuna does sound awesome. And I know you're considering having one ordered, but... <laughs> yeah, tuna, I, I have a weakness for tuna. But again, something else that we didn't order um, was the steamed edamame in pods with the shaved sea salt at $9. Again, you think about edamame, you think about a Japanese restaurant, you think about a sushi restaurant. When you think about Wilderness Lodge, you're thinking of bison and buffalo and artist point and that kind of food. And something else, another Asian, with sort of an Asian twist to it, are the Asian-style steam buns with crispy pork and chili drizzle. There are three of them in a long rectangular plate. Um, it's not sort of the uh, sort of a, a round sort of hamburger sealed pork bun, which is what I thought it was going to be. It almost looks like a steam bun taco. Yeah, like a taco. And yeah, that's what I'm really looking forward to right there. I didn't say you can have any. This is, <laughs> because these smell phenomenal. Like as she brought this to the table, it smells phenomenal. We also had uh, house-made Northwest potato chips with a trio of dips. And you say, well, potato chips are all. And you get a huge basket of potato chips, clearly shareable for the four of us, and three different dips, a smoky blue, a truffle aioli, and a huckleberry honey, which is $8. Uh, A lot of different stuff to dip into, super shareable. 
And these also, too, you can tell they're hot, they're fresh, they are. They're thick, desert, and, they're, they're yeah. thick and homemade, big potato chips, and with the three dips, yeah, that's going to be nice. And so we, we asked our server what her favorite thing on the menu was, and the first thing she pointed to were the cognac-glazed chicken lollipops with lemon spritz and cilantro. Now this is, it's $9, and I figured chicken lollipops, you were going to get three sort of skewers of chicken. You've got ten huge chicken wings, uh, again with that cognac glaze. Ten chicken wings for nine dollars. I mean, that's a, a great that's a great value, and that's not what I was expecting as far as the portion of food. Right, and it certainly doesn't look like something that we get over at ESPN. It looks right. like there's something that they created yeah. with a. Yeah. Uh, it, this is not this is not your bar food right. chicken wing. Um, they also brought out the um, the beer fondue. There's a huge plate of um, skewered pieces of apple as well as pretzel bread. And, you know, this is a fun food, right? They brought out the the steel, the metal pot, uh, the iron pot of fondue, as well as uh, it's, it's over a flame to sort of keep it hot and warm. Um, I don't know where to start first. I think we should start with some of the the hot stuff like the chicken. I think we should start with the chicken wings first. Now, Susanna, just so you know, don't be dainty. You don't be dainty because you won't get any chicken wings. I don't so these potato chips, veggies. They smell delightful. There's an analogy for for Zana and these potato chips because it's these potato chips and these three dips, Zana and these three dips. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So I, I let's start. Let's just start digging in. All right. Into the potato chip, into the uh, chicken. I think this. I don't think these are. I, I think these have meat. Oh. This one. It doesn't have any on it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's a surprise right there. Mm. Wow. Want some? <laughs> what a strong one. Mm-hmm. What was this, a cognac glaze? Mm-hmm. The glaze is great. They're sweet. It's really messy. And they do bring over moist towelettes, just <laughs> so you know. <laughs> you can use the moist towelettes. I'm going to use <laughs> my mouth to clean my fingers. I'm going to try it. Um, these do look like lollipops because I'm like a traditional uh, drumstick. All the meat is at the end of the bone, but it's a big portion of meat. Mm. And there's a it has- roll in the middle. <laughs> but... It's sweet and it's barbecuing. and it's savory. It's got a little bit of a zip to it. Mm-hmm. Nice little cilantro flavor. Um, but they're very, very meaty chicken wings as well, too. Mm. Susan, I'm going to have you hold the recorder because I've got cilantro <laughs> glaze all over me. I mean, that could be that could be a meal mm-hmm. for a, meal. a single you know, oh, a single yeah. person. That could be Easily. an entire meal, and, and it's $9. Nine bucks. Yeah. A messy meal, but delicious. It is not a first date food. It is definitely not a first date food. So no. And it's. I don't know if you give it to kids with the. I don't know how much the alcohol burns off when they cook it. I don't usually bring my kids to these kind of meals. Yeah. <laughs> we don't bring our kids to Disney World very often. Well, those kids over there, they came by themselves. <laughs> they ordered four orders of cognac chicken. Um. I really like that. 
I yeah. really, really like that. That. Yeah. I really like that. I can see why you put way. that. Let's move it out of the Don't way. Don't move it too far away. No, we're going yeah, to we're gonna need we're access to that away. Now, Susanna, when I said that you bring an interesting perspective here, um, not only, you know, a female perspective, but uh, you're vegetarian. So, and the fact that there are vegetarian items like the chips like this is great because, again, no matter what your palate, what, no matter what your, what your preference is, there is something on the late night bar menus for you as well, too. Definitely. I was excited to see it wasn't just one choice. There's actually two things. Actually, three, because I could have gotten the edamame. So, yeah, and I actually just snuck one of the chips with the huckleberry honey, and it's actually spicy. So you guys, you guys have to try this. There's like little pepper flakes in it, so it's really interesting. Spicy hot. All right, so I think we should, let's try them all in order. Let's okay. let's try the huckleberry one first. Spicy hot. Spicy huckleberry. It's sweet and spicy. Like you. Is that is, is one it's of like things a, a spicy thing, or oh, is wow. that a is that a? There's little pepper flakes, like the okay. red wow. pepper flakes. That's really got a little. Hmm. See. It's shocking because it doesn't tell you that. So, it's, but it's I good. thought it was gonna be like, oh my god! Well, I thought that was gonna be like, like jam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the chips are amazing. Yes. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I kind of dig that because it's an unexpected flavor, right? You think it's gonna be something sweet, yeah, and it's not. Mm-hmm. The second is this is the truffle aioli. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm dealing with it spicy, huh? <laughs> Wash it down with a truffle aioli. I'm just drinking from my Buzz Lightyear cup. Hmm. <laughs> oh, you're in the aioli? Mm-hmm. I'm having issues here. Mmm. <laughs> it's garlicky. Oh it's garlicky. It's creamy. It's buttery. Yeah. It has a butter-type it's consistency like to it. garlic butter. It's really good. Also, well, not a first date food. There's a <laughs> tiny, tiny bit of that. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that flavor goes a long way. Oh wow! I put that much on it. And I can <laughs> smell the garlic. You can smell the garlic. But I'm a I. I so it changes obviously the flavor of the chip mm-hmm. because now you've yeah. got sort of a garlic chip, and you can eat, look. You can eat the chips plain by themselves, and they're they're. I've been doing that. Right, so there's sort of a light seasoning on them, like a salt seasoning on them. And the third one is the smoky blue. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're getting the nod from Susanna. <laughs> so it's like a um, a light blue cheese yeah. kind of a dip. Yeah, it's not too smoky. It's mm. good though. And like really to what you were saying, I think it uh, changes the chase, taste of the of the chip. Mm-hmm. I'll bet that was probably a good dip, but I don't know. I didn't have any. Hmm. I mean, this too, you can come here, even if not to eat. So if you come here and have drinks with friends, you can order this and just sort of pick yeah, from it. It doesn't matter if it gets cold, because you have all the dips to sort of do it in. And they are three very different and very distinct flavors. Do you have one that you like more than others? I think I would say the garlic aioli one because, uh, I mean, it's you probably only need a little tiny bit of it, but it goes a long way. It's like crunchy garlic bread when you eat that. But oh, yeah. I really like the huckleberry thing, too, because yeah. of the cake. Yes, the huckleberry is my favorite. I like the, the fruit flavor with the extra little... 
it's, the it's good to know ahead of time that there's a little uh at the end yeah, because otherwise looks good on radio. <laughs> so this is eight dollars. And you say, well, $8 for a chip sounds like a lot, but I don't think, considering the amount of chips that you get... And the types of chips they are, mm-hmm. as, as I was mentioning earlier, they are very... They are homemade, thick chips yeah. that are... Um, this may be... Uh, if you're lucky enough to be eating at Artist Point or something like that, and you have 45 minutes to kill, you're waiting for your reservation time, this is a great option. Mm-hmm. Come in here, get a... Enjoy a drink, but also get some chips and... Uh, you start to prepare your palate. Well, I think, too, we're talking about this as sort of a late-night option. But remember, these lounges open at 4 or 5 o'clock. This is a good dining. I mean, look, you can obviously, we are making a meal that we're sharing out of this. We haven't even gotten to some of the more substantive stuff, like the pork buns, like some of the other things that, you know, if you don't have reservations or if this is something that you want to sort of try without having an ADR, you can walk in here and order three or four appetizers, which are going to be, they're all, for the most part, Range between eight to fourteen dollars for the tuna at a, at its highest point. All right, let's move on. I think we need to move on to the sticky pork buns because okay, because a cold pork bun is probably not as good as a hot pork bun. Right, and so these look like um, they look like almost mini. Thick, soft tacos. Um, it's not like a normal. St- when I think of an Asian pork bun, I think of sort of a round, solid pork, you know, right. bun yeah. with a, with a, with a meat inside. Yeah, the big um, And there's a there's a ton of pork in there too. Right, that looks like a a normal. Each one of these has almost a, a actual serving size of pork. Mm. Like it's almost a it's almost a palm size of pork that's inside of each one of these, so that's a lot bigger than what you expect from any kind of appetizer. I think now, and there's also a um, a, a little chili drizzle sauce on it as well too. So I think we need to stop talking. Are they all the same? I think they're all the same. We left for Sharon. Oh my goodness. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm. It's got a little lime in there. The lime in the coconut. Oh, yeah, I remember there was going to be pickles. Pickles. Sweet pickles. I'm going to keep eating chips while you guys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's a little bit of a chili kick in there. A little bit of spice. Mm -hmm. Not enough to turn me off because I don't do well with spicy foods. It's not not that bad, but I can tell there's enough of a kick just to... But the... um, the pork, the, like the barbecue sauce, is like a, a sweet. Yes, it's like a light sweet sauce on it. And as, as I said, there's um some sweet pickles in there too. The pork is delicious, and the and the bun itself is um very soft and chewy, and it, it holds the pork very well. The whole dish is phenomenal. It's hearty. I mean, it's a hearty yeah. bun. It's not you know these three. Um, I think sort of a slider size mm-hmm. pork bun. This too could be uh, an entree. Yeah. It's not like a uh, quite often appetizers are bite sized. This is six, seven bites mm. to to eat this, uh, and there's three of them on the plate. Right. Well, there were three of them. <laughs> right now, there's there's none on the plate now. <laughs> 
I think this is the winner for me. Mm -hmm. Really like this one. Yeah. I like this one a lot. I like this a lot. This too, this comes in at $10 for those three. Okay. So we had talked about in the class going to like the meatball bar in downtown Disney mm -hmm. where you can get three sliders for a few dollars. This is the same kind of thing. You can come in here for $10, get three of these, and maybe a second appetizer. You're going to have a, a, a nice dinner for under $20. Yeah, exactly. And Or even you're going into the park later on at night and you want to just get enough protein just to get you moving. This would be perfect. Yeah. I think this is a – when you think about, especially a place like here at, at Wilderness Lodge, when you think about sort of a quick service food, you think about going out by the pool area or going over to Roaring Forks, which is – pizzas and pastas and salads and chicken fingers you know this is is a great alternative to that and i think susanna we both have kids i think there's even stuff in here that if you come in here and you want to bring your kids yeah, they could totally without for instance they can have the chips they can have the edamame and there's nothing here that's so intensely flavored that they they couldn't eat that's true. And even if you have picky eaters, you've still got, you know, a thing of chips that they can try. Mm -hmm. There's pretzel bread. Um, Which you're eyeing lo lovingly. <laughs> I can see you looking like, all right, let's bring over the pretzel. and move, move it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm excited to try that, too, see what the cheese fondue is. All right, we've, um, we've dispensed of the pork buns. Scott? Very, very quickly. Scott, you've got... Sorry about this one, buddy. I'm not sorry at all. You can have, some of the, you can have just the bread without it. I'm I'm still Glenn, the best thing... Of, that's really hot. I've never eaten steak before. Oh, figs are yummy. Now you will try. Actually, Glenn, the best thing about this, too, is each of the other people that we're dining with doesn't like a couple of things in my news. That's always... That's ultimately more food for us. <laughs> so... For the um, for the the Sharp Jenner beer fondue, she explained that it is made with a a beer, you know, one of the the red beers that has a definite flavor to it, a certain yes. type of kick to it. And she says, "Listen, if you not are not, there's a potential of you may not like this. We are not necessarily beer drinkers per se, but we are fondue. We are fondue eaters. <laughs> we are fondue eaters. And <laughs> uh, in the the selection is it's like a long boat of it looks like a, some." Sort of a French bread type. Uh, figs are in there and apples. I I'm going to just partake of the. De oh, here I'm going to give this one to Frizzana. And you know what? Too, it's fun. Like <laughs> <laughs> I dig food that you can play with. <laughs> I am so happy <laughs> that Scott doesn't like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Why do you, it was, oh, the pretzel bread, right? So you get the beer flavor. Yeah. It is really sharp, like she said. Mm. But it's good. If you like, like, sharp cheddars, then oh I think <laughs> it, it is drippy, so be careful. <laughs> but it's really good. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a beer drinker, and you get that beer flavor on the back end and the sort of the, the back of your palate. But it's interesting, too, because there is... Fruit here as well too, so I want to try it now. So the dipping with the apple, very very strong uh, cheese flavor, mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't taste like any fondue I've ever had before. And it probably is the the, the beer base, but I like it. So I'm giving. <laughs> She's you making a face. Beer. She does not like it's it. It's not her favorite. <laughs> oh, it's really you like good it with the apple. Yeah, Scott, you it's can have it with just bursts in your mouth. 
You can have just the <laughs> dip part without dipping. Okay. I'm gonna try that. You want a spoon? I'm fine. Hmm. Scott is our does it, is, doesn't like cheese. He don't. So we were just saying, this has a very unique. It has a sort of an intense, sharp flavor. You get that that beer. So what kind of beer do you say it was? Have you tried the Red Hook? No, it's a Red Let Hook me get beer. You a sample. Oh, sure. So I saw you before, and you ate the thing. It's only if it has it. It doesn't look like this one. Then no. Hmm. Oh, it's like a big raisin. So the apple is nice because it's a completely different texture. Yeah. And it's like... And the... the um, it's a green apple, which is normally a little bit tart, but mm-hmm. it cuts that tartness completely because of the sharp... And it also cuts... The tartness cuts the sharpness of the cheese, too. Yes, definitely. And it's it's a great texture with the juiciness of the apple and... And it's healthy because you got the fruit group and the yes. milk group. It's hot and cold at the same time, yeah. which is a really cool thing. Yeah, I didn't realize that there was. Um, I'm like the right now. I'm getting like chills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is our red hook. It's an ESB, so it's an extra special bitter. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> mm. It accented the fondue though, so I can taste that. You can taste that this. You can taste the beer in here, absolutely. Yeah, so if you are a if you are a beer person, you know, we're talking about wine pairings and this is a great sort of beer pairing with this appetizer. Sure. I like it more when it's in the cheese. I can. I, I do understand the when when we ordered it, she kind of was was you know, be careful. I think it is something that it, it's not the fondue that you're yeah, used you're to, expecting. Right, like, <laughs> like nacho cheese or no. even you know if you go to a melting pot or something, mm-hmm. it's not this sharp. So, but you know, to, for me, <clears throat> that's something that throw that anywhere. Yeah, it's okay. I just <laughs> spiked myself with my. <laughs> I like the fact that the flavors here are not flavors you get elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes. So is the fondue something that may appeal to everybody? No, but the fact that it's different. And where, I'm seriously, where else on property do you get fondue? Right. Like where I, I don't know. I can't think of any place else that you get fondue. Switzerland hasn't opened yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I like, you know, like we were talking about a Sanat or here. I like the, that the flavors are unique to the locations. We've lost Glenn. Glenn is just sort of immersed in the fondue. You need to take your fingers out of the fondue. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it, once again, it, even in our regular lives when we're not here on vacation, you don't eat this way in the evening anywhere. You know, it's your options at 10 o'clock become fast food drive through quick type stuff or just something that to, to, you, know, you shouldn't eat this late anyway you know <laughs> but so we were in Epcot and we came here to Wilderness Lodge specifically for this so the other alternative w- would have been to stay on the boardwalk go to Beaches and Cream go to ESPN Zone 
Yeah, I think these are even cream closest, don't they? Yeah, probably. By the time we were leaving, right. But so this is, I mean, this is like what I said. It's it's a great alternative. And so for people who enjoy food, obviously look at us the way we do, um, it's it's sort of a little culinary adventure trying some of the different lounges Mm -hmm. and try because I'm happy that the menus are not generic across the board for the food the same way they are for the drinks. Absolutely. So you get... Uh, quite a quite a difference for, depending upon which resort you go to, and plus you get to see the resort in a at least where we are right now. It's very quiet, and you get to we're in the beautiful Wilderness Lodge, so we get to it's very that. relaxing, right? Yeah. It's, it's very very relaxing here at night. Like you, we don't feel rushed to go anywhere. The parks are closed, like, and that, I think that's where it is too. When you eat and when you do this is important because yeah. you don't feel like I have to rush to go somewhere. I have to go rush to do something or catch something. There's nothing else really going on tonight. And we can sit here until 12, 12.30, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, just enjoy. And again, like when we talked about our top lounges at the, at, in Walt Disney World, it's not about drinking at the lounges. It's sort of just being in this environment. And so, Scott, we were talking before, we all love the theming of Wilderness Lodge. This it, it harkens to the national parks of America. The story of Lewis and Clark is told so very well. So there's so much Americana and American history here, and it's comfortable. It's very comfortable. It's very um, it, it's bright, but there's a lot of dark woods. But it, it's it's you don't feel um, it's not a typical bar type environment. Right. As is, yeah, just like the the whole wilderness lodges it's like being in one of the uh, great lodges of the you know the american west or in the national parks out there like the old faithful inn so it's got a nice like jellystone little, like yeah exactly i was going to say i was going to say yellowstone <laughs> but it's got that rustic feel and uh, it's oh i like the date i think the reindeer I like, likes I like the dipping. Oh, really? i like oh, it's good with the cheese yeah hmm. try it it's sweet, you know, because the apple is tart. The bread is is the pretzel bread. It's really, um, well, yeah, I'm curious to think. So I had a, I had a date with some of the bread. I'm curious to think. I'm just trying to make it stop spilling. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah, that's, it's totally different. You'd think it wouldn't go together at all, mm. like cheese and a date or fig or whatever this is. All right, this is a, a, date, a date or a fig? Date? Figs are bigger. If it's a date, do you have to? Do they ha- does everyone have to be clear that it's a date before you <laughs> no. eat it? No. <laughs> Don't ask, just eat it. Okay. Because <laughs> someone always says, do they know Stop it's a date? Stop spinning it, just eat it. Figs. <laughs> really? Wow, very nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? It's unexpected. It's unexpected, the sweetness of it, so it's not a date, it's a fig? It's a fig. Mm. So they're small. They're they're not large figs. They're, they're like razor. They're like raisin size. <laughs> Do you want some more chicken wings? Mm. We're gonna bring them back in a minute. But yeah, yeah here let's 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 move these and we'll bring the let's bring the chicken wings back. Do you want my beer? Do you want your beer? <laughs> you want this beer? How about some huckleberry? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I can't hide. So we're going to obviously continue eating for the next <laughs> length of time, um, maybe even trying something else. So go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say it, it, how diverse this meal is. And there were three other things on there that we even talked about, how different tuna tataki would be than all this, and edamame. 
and the the um, what was the other one? There was one more that we didn't order. We, had the, we didn't have the edamame, we didn't have the uh, tuna tataki, no, and the charcuterie platter. Right, which is probably, she said it, it's a large plate of yes. cheeses and meats and fruits. Which sounds amazing. We'll have to do that next yeah. time. We'll definitely have to do the cheese platter next time. Yeah. But no, order. we ordered, what, four things off the menu? Five, what do we order, four or five things off the menu? Like, this is a lot of food yeah. for four people. This is really a lot of food. Like this is almost, and I know it doesn't exist in our conversation, but it's almost too much food for just the four of us. I don't agree with the too much food part, but I can see where other humans would think that. (laughs) If a mere mortal came here to eat, that's what they would say. You know what's funny? We talked about the interesting flavors of the fondue, and we sort of looked at each other quizzically, and we all keep dipping our our bread and stuff back into the. We Mm -hmm. still keep coming back to the fondue. And so, even though none of us had any alcoholic beverages, we did have four sodas and iced teas. And for this entire meal, for the four of us, I asked you what you all estimated that it was. And it was everywhere from 60 to 75 to $80. For the four of us, with the drinks and all this food, of which there is still remaining, which for us is an abomination, was $50. And they take tables in the Wonderland. So it's $50 before there's even the discount, too. And again, we are all stuffed from eating. We all had a lot of food, and there's still food left over. So, awesome value. Awesome value. I'm just going to have another lollipop. Mm-hmm. So, what are the, you think, of the things that we ordered, what are sort of the top two things on your radar? Or what are the things that you would come back here specifically to have again or... <laughs> recommend to somebody if they've never been here before probably the uh either the asian style steam buns or the uh the asian style steam buns <laughs> i would i would get the chips like i would come back here specifically for the chips because it's perfect there's like three different choices i love the huckleberry the best i think and it's only eight dollars or something yeah. it's crazy and the fondue was, was wonderful, too. I liked it. I think it would be a, a question of who I was bringing. Because if somebody was of the mindset of uh, they just like chicken wings, they don't want something risky. And you can actually say, because they wouldn't know. to. You know, like When I think of chicken wings, I'm not thinking, maybe I'll get something called lollipops. <laughs> so I think it would be a cool surprise to somebody if you said, actually, let me get you these things and see mm-hmm. if you enjoy these. The fondue is another thing where... But but like she warned us of, the taste is very different. So, for, so if someone's expecting a very plain fondue, it might be something they wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend. Uh, but I've liked all of everything. I've liked everything. So I'm going to continue eating now. <laughs> and, and like we said before, before these came in, when I first looked at the menu, I said to myself, you know, I wonder if people who do come to a lounge looking for typical bar fare, how would they feel? when they were presented with that menu. Yeah. Would they be disappointed saying, hey, I do just want chicken fingers or I do just want um, yeah. you know, nachos and, and, and dip? I think these are, are great alternatives and because they're not anything too intense, too scary, you might have said, hey, I want a chicken fingers, but hey, I'm going to try these chicken lollipops. I think people will be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And we're, we're right down the hall from Roaring Forks, mm-hmm. so I think that they their, their other options are 
are in walking distance of here. So this does sort of add to the ambiance of we're in this you know gorgeous room with this wonderful map on the ceiling and and flags with the wrong numbers of stars and 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 great artwork. You know, so I think this is more of an adult experience, I guess, where you know kids aren't going to care about that sort of stuff. We're enjoying the ambiance. The friendships, the wonderful food, in a way that uh, you're not going to get in a in a, um, in a regular chicken wings place. And that's why we talked about doing this specifically as sort of a late night dining option. This overlooked experience that people not, might not think. Look, I picture this as coming to Wilderness Lodge, being able to wander the resort, look at the great architecture, the lobby, the story of the Grand Canyon that's there, and, and some of the authentic. Um, so much <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of the Native American uh, items that are in the lobby. But you hang out with friends and then come here and then sample and dine. And more importantly, you share food like this. And it's stuff that you can't get anywhere else. Uh, we need to go back and visit and talk about places like Sanaa and some of the lounges that exist uh, in the other resorts. One of the other things I love too, by the way, and it's such a, a, a trivial little thing, is when you do order a drink, whether it's an iced tea or a lemonade or whatever it may be, uh, Roaring Forks is one of the few places that still has the... Souvenir. The, yeah, it is. It's sort of a souvenir collectible um, wilderness lodge... What do you call this? It's a swizzle stick thingy. Yeah, I know that Scott was born in 1962. It's a I know that the, the contemporary lounge that has that in the Misner's Lounge over at the Grand Misner's at Grand Flirting, they have that, and there's one at the Polynesian. So it's like an, an old school souvenir. Yeah, a neat little fun, free, collectible. Um, <clears throat> I, I really. Um, I saw this menu, and I texted a couple of you guys a couple of months ago, and I said, we need to come here. and try. We need to make a special trip out here. And this has been awesome. Uh, it's been a great night to sort of hang out with friends again in a very kind of relaxed environment, trying all kinds of unique foods. The servers here are great. They understand and can explain everything on the menu to you. I think if you have not tried some of the lounges around Walt Disney World. This truly is an overlooked dining experience from the locations to the food to the experience of just being there with, with family or friends, like you said, a much a sort of an adult experience. And it's not about drinking. It's not about drinking around the world. It's about sort of just um, where you are and so the different experiences you get in the different resorts. So I want to thank Scott Otis from Otisburg, Glenn Whalen from Googlin, WW, and prettygoodmovieride.com and Susanna from Zanaland.com. This has been awesome. We're going to turn off the recorder and we're going to finish pounding down the rest of our <laughs> chicken wings. And again, we still have a lot of food left over. Ten minutes from now, it might not be the case. Exactly. I think uh, in ten minutes, there'll be a lot of empty plates. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Will you, is this something you'll come back and do again? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, this is stuff that I want to come back and do again. It's like totally unique menu items and Definitely worth coming over here for. And I love the fact that you're local. It's something you've never thought about doing before, and now it's something that very much comes on your radar. Yeah, and I can continue to, f- you know, I'll finish the stories of the national parks for you. So, um. <laughs> Yeah, Scott will be here every night, regaling stories of the national parks as well, too. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks to our server for, uh, for, for sharing some of her recommendations as well, too. Definitely make a trip out. 
Territory Lounge, Sanaa will cover others in the future. And for now, I'm about to cover my fingers in <laughs> in the glazed chicken wing goodness. Yes. Mm-mm. Look at how much food we have left. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. <laughs> and there's still a ton of chips left. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for the Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I ask you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history, the details or overlooked experiences, maybe see if you can identify a line from an attraction or show for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's challenge, let's go back to last week, review the question, and select our winner. So last week, we were talking about audio animatronics figures in Walt Disney World, and I mentioned some that I really enjoyed over at Stitch's Great Escape, including Stitch and the robotic plasma cannons. So your question for this week was, to identify the name of the audio animatronics figure in the queue, and I gave you a hint. He was voiced by Richard Kind. You may have known him from the TV show Spin City, as well as Molt the Grasshopper from A Bug's Life and the Bookworm in Toy Story 2. Well, the name of the figure in the Stitches Great Escape pre-show was Sergeant 90210, or Sarge. Now, you may recognize him because he looked very similar to the XS Tech robot known as Sir, or Simulated Intelligence Robotics, that was voiced by Tim Curry in the extraterrestrial alien encounter. He was originally known as Tom 2000, or Technobotic Oratorical Mechanism Series 2000, when it was originally voiced by Phil Hartman. And once again, hundreds of you played and answered this one correctly. It was interesting to read some of the answers because a lot of you talked about how much you enjoyed maybe Sir more than Sarge or vice versa. But we randomly selected one winner from the correct entries this week. You were playing for all six of my audio walking tours of Walt Disney World, a WDW Radio luggage tag, button, pin, and mystery vinylmation. And so our winner for last week is... Mary Peters. Mary, congratulations. Please send me your address. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you didn't win, that's okay, because here is this week's Walt Disney World trivia question of the week. So this week's question isn't necessarily about history or even the details, but it's more about story. And all you have to do this week is name three Walt Disney World attractions in which, according to story, you travel through time. There are a few, so there could be a couple of different correct answers here. All you need to do is email your answers to contest at wdwradio.com. You have until 11.59 p.m. on Sunday, October 21st, and you're playing for a prize package that includes all of my audio tours, a WDW Radio luggage tag, pin, button, and a WDW Radio embroidered logo hat. So good luck and have fun.
That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Please come by, follow me on Twitter. I am at Lou Mangiello and subscribe to my page over on Facebook. I am facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello. Also be sure and check out the website over at www.radio.com. There you can comment on this week's show as well as check out our blog, videos, discussion forums, and lots, lots more. We have a new Our Home When Disney Halloween contest. Entries are due October 21st. You can find that contest over on the WW Radio blog. Don't forget to, I want to hear from you. I want you to be part of the show. You can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391, 407-900-WDW1. You can call, leave a question, a comment, even just say hello from the parks. If you have a question you want answered on the air, my email is lou at wdwradio.com. And if you want to be featured on the blog as part of Self Shot Tuesdays, next time you're in the Disney parks, take your camera, take your smartphone, Take a self-shot of you, your friends, your family, or you by yourself on an attraction in the park somewhere. Email it to photos at wdwradio.com and we'll feature it on Self-Shot Tuesdays on the blog. Lots of other events coming up too. Be sure and check our events page because in addition to the live broadcast every Wednesday night where you can be part of the show, watch and chat every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern as we talk about this week's Walt Disney World News and the live interactive discussion forums. But there's also other events as well, including our Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World, our annual walkabout, and plenty of other events coming in 2013 as well. You can find those all at the events page. Our next Meet of the Month is going to be Sunday, October 28th, starting at 12 noon. We're going to have brunch at Disney's Art of Animation Resort. Little Mermaid section, the final phase, just opened a couple of weeks ago, so I thought we would maybe meet over at the Landscape of Flavors. We can all grab a bite, make and meet some new friends, maybe walk around the resort a bit, check out the cars, Lion King, Little Mermaid, and Finding Nemo sections. I'll post details not only on the WDW Radio events page, but on Facebook as well. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel, whether you're coming to Disney World, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney. Maybe you're coming with us next year to one of our events on the road, like on the Disney Fantasy or out to Aulani in Hawaii. You can visit them over at mousefantravel.com for the best prices, all available discounts, most importantly, all at no additional cost to you. Bring in the extended family or a large group. AllStarVacationHomes.com has everything from two-bedroom condos up to seven-bedroom homes, all with multiple master bedrooms, game rooms, pools, spas, and lots more. And if you're coming down for the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, I highly recommend picking up a copy of the Disney Food Blog Mini Guide to the Food and Wine Festival. It has everything from a full schedule of events, 11 themed booth crawls, including ones with kids, touring strategies, new for 2012 events, menu items, booths, and lots more dates, locations, and information about where you can find your favorite foods, drinks, and celebrity chefs. You can also save by using code WDWRADIO at checkout. You can find this and the other Disney food blog guides over at dfbstore.com, and I'll put that link in this week's show notes. And listen, if you can't get down to Walt Disney World as often as you like, or you want a little bit of Disney magic delivered right to your doorstep, or to your iPad, you can now get Celebrations Magazine. You can subscribe and order back issues great articles, games, stories, incredible photography, and lots more. You can find all that over at celebrationspress.com. As always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Share links to your favorite episodes on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, or Pinterest, and please come by, rate, and review the show over on iTunes. It's very much appreciated and very, very helpful. And finally... And most importantly, you should be doing what you love each and every day. So motivation is what's going to get you started. 
Determination is what's going to keep you going. So always keep moving forward and have a great week, everybody. So until next time, see ya. Yeah.